Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Trish McFarlane. I am coming to you live from Oracle Cloud World. I am here with a really exciting guest, first-time podcast guest, so I'm feeling really special about this. Um, I am here with Becky Ivey from Baylor University. Welcome to the show, Becky. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, um, it's so great to be here, here um, you know, in Las Vegas. It's just been a great conference so far, so I'm happy to be here. Good. Yeah. Now, is this your first time kind of traveling, uh, you know, post-pandemic, or I don't even know if we're officially post-pandemic, <laughs> but in the last two and a half years, is this your first big time out, or have you been out before this? You know, um, I've been out before this. It was in May and it was in Las Vegas, of oh, course, so, too. Okay, so it so. was, yeah, same location, <laughs> um, different, you know, hotel and all those sure. kind of things. But it was actually um, an Oracle sponsored conference as okay. well. But this um, one is huge. It, it is very large. I mean, there's something for everyone, really. Right. Um, and never a dull moment. It feels like they're, you know, if you really want to, to do something every moment of the day, boy, there's something for you to do. That's um, true. And then plenty of opportunity for downtime. I just love how they've been very cognizant of that and the different spaces available. So it's I agree. Really, really I have fun. to tell you too, I think this is probably the best food at an event I've yes. had in years and years. So yes. A plus Oracle, you've done a good job <laughs> with uh, keeping us all fed and oh, yeah. for everything from the espresso, little bars and things like that around. So it's it's been really nice. Yeah. Well, Becky, you are the Associate Vice President of HR Operations and Solutions. And why don't you take a moment first and just tell us a little bit about your role, about Baylor, maybe give people, I mean, obviously we've all heard of this, right? But yeah. give us some some information about that. I know it's uh, founded in 1845. So this is a long-standing organization. It really is. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, so way back in 1845, when Baylor was commissioned as a university, it was actually with the Republic of Texas that actually did it. So there is a lot of historical, um, you know, embeddedness with April and just the, or with Baylor and the state of Texas. And so um, very historic institution. Um, and overall, really, um, my role there has evolved you know, over time, I've been there for a little over 10 years and came in just as a recruiter. Um, and that is my, from an HR standpoint, I just love recruiting. That's what I've always done. Um, and just, it, like I said, it just really evolved over time. Um, and I, I will say it was really around 20, you know, 2017, 2018, um, Baylor decided it was time to think about a journey to the cloud. Um, and we, you know, went through a, a pretty rigorous RFP process, um, decided to go with Oracle, and then immediately jumped into a um, a project, an implementation project, um, spent a full two years uh, going through all of our processes, really um, how we do anything within our HR capacity. But we also did the same thing for finance, procurement. Um, we added, um, you know, our grants, um, processing and management as well. And so in June of 2020, we went live with the whole suite. Um, we call it the Big Bang. Um, so it was HR, finance, procurement, all of it. Um, and we completely moved into um, the cloud at that point in time. Um, it was quite a transformation just in general, um, as you can imagine. But holistically, it's just changed our culture to be one of continuous improvement. Um, and it's, you know, it definitely has its ups and downs. Um, it's and, and at first, there's a lot of downs, actually, a little bit when you first get to the cloud. Um, you know, we went, I mentioned we went in June of 2020. And so we did it in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and we also did it mid-year and mid-quarter, which I would not recommend. But um, all of those things said and done, um, two years later, we really feel like 
we are kind of hitting our stride and getting into the rhythm of what you do in the cloud as an organization and a business. And, um, you know, really enjoy the relationship we have with Oracle, their support for us. Um, and then it, it's almost like we've just barely scratched the surface. I know for me and HCM, um, thinking about the digital experience for our employees is really, really important now. Um, and so that's where I do feel like the future that Oracle is, is you know, road mapping out is really exciting for HR. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about how many employees do you have at, at Baylor there that you're sort of impacting with this digital experience? Absolutely. So there's um, total around 8,000 employees, I would say. Um, and so we that's made up of faculty, staff and mm -hmm. students. So for Baylor, our biggest employee population are student workers. Um, oh, we it really is. So we hire thousands um, each semester in different types of roles, um, you know, on campus. And so um, when we really talked about moving to the cloud and a digital experience, we had to think about it very broadly. So you have a faculty member whose concentration on research and teaching and all of those things, you know, they come into play. You've got staff who are your administrative support partners, but also, I mean, we have police officers we employ. And so um, it really did run the gamut. And then we had student workers, student employees working anywhere, you know, between 10 and 20 hours a week, but really needing the convenience of, um, you know, a, a digital component on their phone to clock in and out. Um, you know, believe it or not, before we went to the cloud, we did have paper time cards still in usage on campus in some places. I will not say where, right, but right. we'll protect them. But, um, you know, needless to say, um, as we transitioned to the cloud, you know, we were able to really eliminate all that redundancy. Um, and it's not that we're perfect and it's just, you know, sunshine and roses all the time, but we certainly have transformed. Um, and I think we know going forward, that's that that's just the the pattern. That's our rhythm. That's what we have to be used to is the nimbleness that comes along with being able to, you know, move, grow, develop for your employees. Yeah. No, I'm glad that you you mentioned that you you've done this over a number of years, right? You sort of had the two years leading up to it with all the change management and sort of looking at all your existing processes, which again, probably a lot of things would have been done on paper, like many organizations. And I think sometimes when I was in HR, when other HR leaders speak with me, they sort of feel like I'm, I'm far behind, maybe my organization's far behind. And really, I think there's still so many out there doing things on paper, right? So how did you sort of prepare whether it was your team or some of these teams of employees, maybe the two years leading up to the transition? Okay, a great question. And I, I think it, it really was a preparedness and it took time and effort. And almost, you know, we had to build a pretty good solid foundation and then build on top of that to get to where we, you know, we eventually went you know, went through go live and then where we are today. Um, so initially we really talked through what are the pain points that we are all feeling? Um, one of the things I'll share is we were running a variety of different payrolls, multiple payrolls. And I think there are a lot of places yeah. that do that still. That's very painful too. Oh my goodness. Because it tends to get really ingrained. I, I think of all the systems I've ever worked with in my career, because I was in HR almost 20 years, that was always the one that was like hardest to change because everyone is so just deeply, deeply close to their payroll providers. So oh, definitely. how did you approach the change then to get everyone on the same page? Right. So, and we did this, you know, really kind of before go live it was just a reiterative look at that process and um, when we really got down to it and talking talking to folks um 
there were so many redundancies. And I think they really understood that too, as we looked at it and we, you know, process mapped it out and showed them. And it was really asking them, why, why do we do it this way? And then go, well, I don't know. It's just really how we've always done it. Right. And it was really asking them, can you imagine if, you know, a way that we could do it more effectively and efficiently. Um, and what if we didn't have to do all of this, you know, additional things? What if we didn't have 10 levels of approval? And I'm not being sarcastic. No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there are some HR transactions that, I mean, and, and that is very typical to have just a multi-layer of an approval system that sometimes is completely separate from the transaction itself. So we had a, a very healthy size in our population that was ready you know, especially once they saw it all drawn out to, to streamline, to, to, we knew we were not being very effective. We hadn't really looked at all this since early nineties. And so um, if you can imagine, you know, no cell phones back then, you know, most of our phones were maybe the cordless phone where you pulled the cord out, right. you know, and had those. And we thought that was really, you know, technology savvy all the way to now we do everything on our iPhone. Mm -hmm. So we had missed so many years in between and knew, you know, our, our population knew it was time to really take a new look at it. Um, and, and I think our students expected that from us too. Um, you know, there, there, there certainly is a digital age within this student population where the expectation is very, very clear. It's gotta be really, really easy. I want to be able to do it on my phone. Um, and so I think, you know, some of the feedback we had received is this is not a great student employment experience. So how do we really change that as well? I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't want to break it down just into a generational sort of difference right there, right? Because we, we can all certainly benefit from doing things mobile. And But I have twins that just started uh, college this year yeah, as well. And, and so, but but yeah. they, do every, they do everything on their phone so comfortably, mm-hmm. even filling out their college applications and just things where I was like, are you sure we don't want to get the computer out? Let's get a computer out and try, you know. So I do think that maybe my discomfort as a leader, I wouldn't want to sort of taint what, you know, someone maybe just entering the workforce would want to experience and is comfortable experiencing. So it's a nice, delicate balance, I think, with the, and you mentioned you have highly professionally educated, you know, professors, you have police officers, you have probably everybody, every job in between, right? So was there anything that you or your team did sort of special for yourselves to prepare how to message and, and bring all of these different types and ages and, and together in the journey with you? You know, it, that's a, that's another really good question. I think um, we really were concentrating on, you know, readiness. So especially as we got closer to go live, and that was a, a component within change management we really have had, um, we've thought about from a student experience. So as you think about, you know, high, you know, you have two brand new freshmen, but as you think about their high school experience, are they ready for college? Are they ready to be freshmen in college? Um, have that dorm experience and, you know, that, that residential life piece of it and all those kind of things. So it was kind of an easy transition to think through that from our employees. Are they ready to experience, you know, what it's going to be like in the cloud and be more digital? So um, we kind of looked at their blueprint that our, our admissions enrollment team, they do a fabulous job around I students and really try to um, say, how can we do that a little bit differently for our employees and make sure we're we're going to them as, you know, um, where they need to be met. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking those steps, I will tell you, you know, we had the best laid plans heading into 2020, um, all kinds of different events in person, of course. Sure. And then much like everyone, you know, March hit. And so we all went to spring break and just never came back. Um, <laughs> and so I think most colleges and universities had that same experience, and even, you know, throughout the country. Um, it was just one of those very stark moments. You look back and go, wow. 
um, if we had only known, um, but it really was a, a point in time where we had to pivot our, you know, our strategy and, and really go, how do we meet people where they are? Because now they're in their homes and they're not leaving. Um, um, and what do we do next? Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, so that's happening in March. You were going to go live just a couple months after that. So I'm imagining, so correct me if I'm right, that you, you were sort of through all of your or majority of your testing and sort of all of the the plans were laid, right? It was really just kind of those finishing touches. Did you drastically change how you rolled it out though, because everyone was home and what were some of the differences maybe going that way versus had everyone been on campus? Yeah. I mean, it, we certainly made a, a very large change um, at that point in time. I think, you know, I mentioned we had quite a few just in-person events, whether that was, you know, demoing the system, whether that was having people come in and, um, you know, demo demo the system for us and do some of our testing that had never touched it before. We were so excited to kind of have those things take place. And literally, you know, it was within a week's time period, we knew that was going to switch. And so we went and we worked with our change management team and marketing team and said, how do we bring this to the masses and make it exciting still and people yeah. connect to it? So we did. We took a kind of different approach. And um, so we it is so it, looking back over, it's so it was so much fun to do. Um, we we looked at the TV show, The Office, the hit show. Okay. Um, and we we did um, some we reached out to some of their actors through Cameo. Um, we had three different cameos done, one with um, Oscar, Stanley, and Kevin, where they were talking about it in character around just changing softwares and office, you know, office dynamics and things. So they were short. Um, and then we we released those um, over time, about three weeks out, just in increments. So right. people kind of got a taste of that. We released those through different newsletters and emails. And then the day of Go Live, we did a larger video. And so um, um, that was with Angela. So her name's oh, Angela. Oh my Kinsey, goodness. And she is a Baylor. Everyone loved it. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, she's being, a, she's a Baylor grad. So we, is she? oh yeah. So we were able to connect directly with her to, to, to do what we needed to do, to, to record on that. And so sure. between her and our, our president, Dr. Living, Linda Livingstone, um, we coordinated it. So, she, so, you know, Angela kind of started out with character and then she kind of switched, but it was really good. And then as soon as Dr. Livingstone came up, she was holding a mug that said world's best boss was <gasps> classic. And oh then, my goodness. So then Linda really introduced the system to our, um, to our population. So, and she is beloved by our students, faculty. Uh, she's extremely well-respected and just, um, um, I mean, just great. So for her to endorse it, encouraging people to get it, get, get there on a video. And then immediately as she wrapped up, um, you know, she was able to say, and your next step is going to be, um, you know, the system will guide you to update your emergency contact. And immediately using guided learning with um, with cloud, right. it, it took them right to where they needed to do it. So they jumped right into the system, started utilizing oh, it immediately. So it's a great first experience. And that's what we focused in on was what was the first experience somebody has in the system? Because that's going to lay, you know, really the rest of their experience for them. So when we when we honed in on that, instead of, I think we were, you know, really looking at, I mean, we, we really were thinking of doing like a carnival almost, um, you know, and kind of just almost like a celebration. Mm -hmm. But we when we switched to like, what is your first experience going to be like in the system? Um, it was a, It was a very interesting dynamic that changed and we found very successful. 
Well, I love that for so many reasons. I love that you took something in pop culture that everyone of different ages can relate to and different experience levels, right? Right. And have that connection. So great on that. Also, like a a former student, right? A former graduate. Yeah. So again, I think other people listening to the show, if you're thinking about, you know, a go live situation, think about those and and Cameo, which is amazing. I would have never thought to include Cameo, but what a great way to kind of bring in like people in a, in a way you wouldn't have done before pre-pandemic. It really was one of those moments where, and I, you know, Cameo was just really gaining steam yes. and, and it just seemed like, wow, we, we could really do this. Um, and then it, it just seemed like it all worked together. Um, it was so funny. I think the, you know, when Stanley's video did his, it said his was really one of the, the best ones. And he said, you know, it's even better. It's going to be even better than pretzel day. Oh of course, my you know, goodness, if you're a fan right? of the yes, show, you right, get it you immediately. Get it. So yeah, it, it really did resonate. I mean, we had people who were like, Hey, put those videos out there. Let's see them again, you know? Um, so yeah, it, but I think too, that, that first experience in system is, is a critical juncture to really consider, which I don't think we would have done that at all. Had it not been, you know, being kind of forced to with the pandemic. Yeah. Now I know, so we're here at cloud world. I know you're speaking tomorrow. Could you maybe talk a little bit about your session, what message you're giving and, and even dive in a little bit, you know, you talked about you're using both HR and finance and procurement. How has it been now that you've been live and what are you going to be sharing with the audience tomorrow? Yeah, great. Um, so tomorrow we're focusing in on Oracle guided learning. And um, I mentioned it just a minute ago when we were talking through kind of our go live scenario. Um, but that piece of our experience moving to the cloud has just been such a critical component to our success. Um, if you're not familiar with it, definitely encourage you to come to the session tomorrow and check it out. It is, it's your just-in-time information that your employees need as they go in the system. And so it's really when you, you know, it's all the, it's all the things like pop-ups that come up when they hover over something. It's that guided pathway if you want your employees to, you know, go in and do things like update contact information or demographic information or anything like that. Um, and so there's so many embedded ways that that is just a resource in a tool um, we're actually looking at, at so many different options that you can do with with that, and so definitely come to the session tomorrow. Learn more about what we utilized going for you know going go going through a go live, but then even now for our change management efforts. Um, and so um, yes, I think guided learning has just been a, a real game changer from uh, for us, and and we're really excited about what they're doing going forward with it. So. Um, and I'm sorry, you asked me another question. Oh, and I, what, What's next, though? I mean, obviously, you're using it for human resources. You're using it for finance and procurement. What's next for Baylor as you sort of continue this partnership with Oracle? Obviously, they've made a lot of announcements here this week. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the future? Oh, absolutely. So um, so mentioning, mentioning our partnership with our finance partners, procurement just across the board, that, that was a very new um approach to business too for Baylor, but it is actually very critical for the the cloud as well. So um, we started all the way back at the beginning of our project um, with a brand new chart of accounts. And um, we had all of the right players at that, you know, at the table to do that inclusive of HR. And, um, you know, never before had that really happened. And so that has carried us all the way through the project. We've got, an, a, you know, a great governance process and group set up. So as we do make changes, we know it impacts all of us. So we're all, you know, needing to understand it and be on board with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those are critical pieces that aren't system related, but you learn about your teams and your culture. And you really do have to kind 
kind of bust down those silos um, and start really, you know, working together. And so um, all those things are, are, you know, really what we learn going forward. Um, we're very excited. So we are implementing Fusion Analytics Warehouse. Um, oh, wow. We are. So um, we started this summer pulling our data out of cloud. Um, we've got kind of that first level done, that baseline, baseline the foundational data, definitely for HR you need. So you know, you know, you mm-hmm. need your hiring numbers, you need your separation numbers, you need your demographics. So we've just got that feeding over into the test system. It's beautiful. The, you know, everything that that digitization provides um, from, you know, from a user perspective, I mean, it, it is just, it's amazing to have that at your fingertips. Um, and so being able to experience that and provide that, you know, to our leadership team and other leaders throughout campus in order to make decisions, is just going to be a real game changer for us. And for the first time ever, I mean, we have it available. Um, prior to the cloud, that was, it, it, data was always kind of behind a shield mm-hmm. and no one knew exactly what was going on with it. Well, now, you know, we're able to put it in a format where people can read it, make decisions on it. Employees have more access to it than they ever have before too and so um you know that's really really exciting to think ahead, think about think ahead um we're also looking at um implementing digital assistance um, oh very good yes, okay yes so we utilize um help desk right now and really enjoy it but digital assistance is definitely on our roadmap that's going to be um again one of those one of those tools that it's almost an expectation i think especially in such a in our world today we see, we, we have it you know on so many websites and available to us yeah. um you know i think the employment experience really needs to follow suit with that it needs to be something that employees um you know they're not it's not dull um, and it's not annoying. I think HR does a lot of annoying things sometimes. If That's we're true. Like, yeah, That's true. Stop emailing me or, right. you know, no more newsletters, HR. Oh, we love our newsletters. <laughs> I know. But I think a lot of what digital assistant and um, guided learning provides us is that just in time, hey, you need to know this now. And then you can forget it because good news, it's still here when you come back and you need it again. Right. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned digital assistant too, because I think, you know, I've been out of HR about seven years um, doing the direct day to day. And and back then it was sort of like we felt like if we if we pushed people towards that sort of an experience, maybe we weren't caring for them in the right way. And I, I do feel like since I've left HR, there's been that shift. So now... I would actually view that as being cared for right. if I had a digital assistant sort of filling in those gaps so that maybe I'm not having to go to HR for every little thing, right? It makes you more self-sufficient. It helps you find the information Absolutely. you need really quickly because you're right. We've been sitting on huge amounts of information and it really was very difficult to make decisions on that. So yeah. I love the examples of not only what you're excited for, but how you're actually using it and putting it into practice. So. Absolutely. We're, we are very, very excited um, about what that means for, like I said, our our faculty, staff, our students, Um, you know, great things. And again, I mean, I know it, it it has been a, a, quite a journey, ups and downs. Um, And just as a word of encouragement for anyone who's either considering it or in the midst of an implementation or just gone live, um, stick with it. It's definitely, um, it's definitely worth it. And, um, you know, the growing continuous improvement nature that we see out there is just the wave of the future. Um, and so it's important. It's important for higher ed. Um, you know, the one thing, too, I will add that we've also found this sense of community um, with folks on the cloud, especially in higher ed. And so there's other universities that have gone before us and some after us. We get together, we talk on calls, we get together in conferences like this. 
and we share so much insight. Um, it's it's not really a sense even of competitiveness, but it's we've got this own little higher ed Oracle Cloud community that just is that. great. I mean, we support one another. So as you're, if, if anyone out there is heading in that direction, know there's a community out here of support for you too, um, and happy to to talk you through any of that. I love that. Yeah. HR often feels like you're an island. I mean, there are many, many days where I felt like my my team and I were sort of out there by ourselves because there isn't really HR for HR, right? No. Oh, so no. Your, your Oracle community becomes sort of that that guiding in, in soundboard, if you would, to, yeah. to like help you through the, uh, the rough days and to really celebrate when you're all kind of experiencing the wins from making the decision and making the move. Right. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Well, before we close, I want to at least ask you, you mentioned you started as a recruiter. Okay. So are, is Baylor hiring? <laughs> is there anything we can do to point people Ooh. to you? And also for potential students, where can, can they go as well and get information about Baylor? Yay, thank you so much. I I love this question. Absolutely. Yes, we are hiring. So, um, you know, it's jobs.baylor.edu. Please check out our website. Um, all of our staff positions are there as well as our faculty. Um, and also our we've got a whole student side available too. So once you're a Baylor student, you can go through an application process. If you're interested in anything Baylor, please go to our website. It's www www.baylor.edu. You can find all kinds of great information there. Um, and, and you can always call too. We've got a, an ask HR email address. So if you have any questions, if it's not HR related, we can certainly route you to the right place as well. I love it. Well, good. Well, we will uh, share all of that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, thank you for sharing your expertise and just all of kind of the growing pains as you've made the decision all the way through now to sort of seeing it through fruition. And, and we wish you the best of luck with that and the best of luck tomorrow at your presentation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that is all for this episode of the HR Happy Hour. My name is Trish McFarland. And for Becky Ivey, we thank you for listening. And bye for now.